Welcome to another episode of You Are Not A Frog. This is episode 52, A Year of the Frog. Now, we have been going with You Are Not A Frog now for just over a year, and this is our 52nd episode. I can't believe it. I can't believe uh, how the podcast has been received. I've been genuinely blown away by the number of downloads, by the reactions from you guys, and from the feedback that I've been getting from people. For me, it's all about knowing that we are in this together. We can all draw comfort that we're in the same boat and that we're not weak. We're not deficient if we sometimes struggle. And uh, from the feedback I've got from people, it's just knowing that uh, you're not alone and that it's normal to feel like this. So I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody who has been listening. I genuinely wouldn't be doing this without without you guys. So thank you for sharing it with your friends, with your colleagues, with your family. Please keep sharing it. Keep telling people about it if you find it useful. And uh, I'm aiming over the next year to bring you even more interesting content ideas from experts, from friends, from colleagues, so that everyone can take back control and thrive through these really difficult times. So thanks again, everyone, and on with the episode. Welcome to You Are Not A Frog, the podcast for GPs, doctors and other busy professionals in high-stress jobs. Even before the coronavirus crisis, many of us were feeling stressed and one crisis away from not coping. We felt like frogs in boiling water, overwhelmed and exhausted. But this has crept up on us slowly, so we hardly noticed the extra long days becoming the norm. And let's face it, frogs generally only have two choices, stay and be boiled alive or jump out of the pan and leave but you are not a frog. And that's where this podcast comes in. You have many more options than you think you do. It is possible to be master of your own destiny and to craft your life so that you can thrive even in the most difficult of circumstances. I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Morris, GP, turned executive coach and specialist in resilience at work. I work with doctors and other organisations all over the country to help professionals and their teams beat stress and take control of their work. I'll be talking to friends, colleagues and experts, all who have an interesting take on this, so that together we can take back control to survive and thrive in our work and lives. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours? then it's time to get your life back. And that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash getyourlifeback. Welcome to another episode of the You're Not a Frog podcast. And this is our 52nd episode. I can't believe we've done, we've done 52. So we've just passed our, our year anniversary because we had a month off in August. And I think we probably had a couple of weeks off at Christmas as well. Um, but we thought that for our year anniversary, uh, it might be good for you to hear a little bit about the podcast and uh, why we started it and what we've been doing. It's so, so what I thought I'd do is get our very special favourite guest, Nick Kendry, Dr. Nick Kendry, back with us. Hello, Nick. Hi, Rachel. That's very kind of you. Thanks for having me. 
<laughs> oh, well, you've been on you've been on three times now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, and it's always been lovely to come on. And I think um, you probably need to run a sweepstake as to how quickly um, it will be before I get all welled up about something. But hopefully that won't happen today because it's a bit different today. <laughs> uh, so, Nick, what are we doing today? So we are turning the tables. It's time for me to interview you all about You're Not a Frog and everything else. So are you are you up for that? I'm, I'm up for that. It's going to be weird answering questions rather than asking them, but let, let, let's try it. Absolutely. <laughs> let's go for it. And I, I think, you know, first of all, to say congratulations on your first year anniversary. That's very exciting. Thank you. And in fact, Thank I you. was on I, the first I episode, can't wasn't I? It's been a year. Yes, absolutely. So, my good idea is for us to explain how we know each other. So, do you want to take the baton on that? Yeah, so, um, well, we met through Red Whale, didn't we? So we I did. present on the Lead Manage Thrive uh, GP Update course, and Nick is a, a kosher, a, a proper GP Update. You do the clinical stuff. You do the, <laughs> <laughs> the hardcore stuff. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, we often um, would meet at um, kind of social events, uh, which would be things like the, the, the conference that we have every year, and we'd have a chat, and we, we'd always probably again, often we'd be doing stuff and we'd get the train back together and to end up talking for hours about all the books, the self-help books we've been reading. Um, and we ended up sort of doing a few podcasts together, didn't we? Yeah, so with it, the Ant and Decker podcast. Totally. <laughs> or the Judy and Richard. Judy. <laughs> Mm, yes maybe the, the medical podcast yeah, maybe okay. not philip and holly we can go for how about that oh that, that. i can live with that <laughs> yeah yeah me too so why did you start you are not a frog oh looking back on that i'm wondering why did i start you are not a frog well i i love podcasts and i love listening to stuff and i just I'm someone who's always collected lots of ideas. I don't think I'm particularly original in any of the ideas I have, but I think of myself as a bit of a magpie. So I'll see that idea over there and think, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how that would apply to doctors or think about a medical idea and think, well, how would that apply to lawyers? And so I wanted a forum to, to, to sort of collate all the ideas and things I'd heard about and share them with other people. And I really like talking to interesting people with, with different ideas. So, so that was one reason. I just wanted to sort of share some of the stuff I was reading and some of the ideas I was hearing about and some of the interesting people I'd spoken to. Because I'd, I'd have all these uh, conversations when I was presenting at conferences or doing training. I think, actually, other people need to hear this. How can we, how can we get that out? So that was, that was one reason. But also another reason was I just think that medicine can be quite a lonely job and I think when you're a professional you know in whatever profession you are it's quite easy to work behind a closed door and to think that no one else feels like you do and I wanted a forum in which people could really share the issues that they've had um, because people really appreciate feeling like they're not in the same boat and I, I hadn't really found a forum that that did that so I thought well I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll try it myself. And that's that's why I started it, really. And so it was born, the podcast. And I think I think people have actually found that what you're actually saying, you know, it can be very lonely being in GP. And often, you know, if you're sat in your own office by yourself and your consultation room, the door's shut, you might not see anybody apart from your patients for the whole day. Um, and so by listening in to, to other people's experience of that that situation, I just think it's been really, really lovely to, to feel that you're not alone. And I think particularly in the last at least the last six months or so i think um you know with things having changed on the planet shall we say i think it's been a, a really important touchstone for lots of people yeah i think 
I think, you know, we've all got more into podcasts and more into, I guess, the self-helpy type stuff. And we've focused much more on our mental health. So, you know, it's really nice to be in that space where we, we can share this important stuff. And because, you know, doctors and lawyers and accountants are really busy people. They don't often have time to read loads and to digest everything and 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 so it's really nice to be able to give give stuff and easy to digest chunks and hopefully things that are slightly entertaining and, and easy easy to listen to i think the podcast format is is really nice for doing that because it's much you know particularly conversations and stuff much much easier to to listen to then sort of someone monologuing on a webinar or something like that yeah i think it's lovely to listen to just two two friends chatting really isn't it so that's that's what i like about podcasts so um mm. so when it was launched how was it received well you know initially i remember i was away on a um a summer i was away on the happy startup summer camp so great great big shout out to happy startup guys and they're a, a brilliant organization which exists to help you know entrepreneurs and people who are running their own businesses you know put real really purpose before profit and so I was hearing about all these you know entrepreneurs and how they were doing things and it was the weekend I launched my podcast I just decided to put it out there and I remember you know putting it out there going live on it and thinking how many people are listening and gradually I think the first episode you know on the first day I got sort of 20 30 listens I'm thinking gosh people are actually listening to this and so you know um it gradually um grew and grew and people have received it really well. I think I was quite surprised about the feedback, but the main feedback I get from people is, thank you so much. It makes me feel that I'm not alone anymore. Um, rather than thank you for your deep, deep wisdom, <laughs> which, which would be nice, but no, I'll, I'll settle for it. It makes, it makes us not feel alone anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's really good to hear that other people have felt like this and what I can do about it. Um, so it's been received well and the thing i like is being able to get people who are interesting they don't need to be famous they don't need to have written a an amazing book they just need to be people that have tried stuff and it and it's worked um and i think people really appreciate that yeah and how did did it grow from those very first days how did it sort of sort of become bigger that's interesting i don't really know i think it was it's been word of mouth. I think that people have recommended it to people. Um, it's, you know, obviously we put every episode out on Twitter and I talk about it when I do my training courses and my shapes toolkit and, and things like that. So I think people have just heard about it and really it's grown by people telling their mates to say, oi, listen, listen to this because there might be something in it that, that you find helpful. And I think often that what also happens is that the, the guests that you have on will, will tell their friends and then they'll have a listener and it kind of just gradually builds, doesn't it, like that? Yeah, I, th I think so. And so we've ended up getting loads of listens from from people in, in all walks of life, which is really nice because initially I thought, well, is it going to be just for doctors or just for people in healthcare? But I have lots of feedback from say, practice managers who say, actually, I found it really helpful talking about teams. And then I know there's quite a few lawyers that listen and accountants that listen. And so I think, I mean, we're all human, right, aren't we? And, and actually, I think the, the issues that we face in healthcare are exactly the same as a lot of the issues we face just as, as professionals in high stress jobs. Of course, there are some very specific issues to healthcare, but actually, people are people and how we deal with people is just the same time and time again that like we keep returning to a few key 
core principles that we just end up talking about again and again and again. And they're, they're principles that often I think everybody knows about now because it's in quite you know wide circulation like for example the chimp you're in you're in a chimp your amygdala response to stress but i still come across people that i did a, a training for a gp trainers group about you know your amygdala response to stress and i remember some feedback for, for some sort of guy who you know he'd been on hundreds of training days for trainers and stuff he said i've never heard this stuff about your chimp response before and it's so so helpful so you know for me that's a, you know that concept of your your chimp response um and getting out of your fight flight or freeze threat detection zone is a really important principle and then the one about you know staying in your zone of power knowing about thinking about what you can control and what you can't control again hugely important and i think those two are just think principles came back and back and whoever we're talking to we always seems to relate back to this stress reaction that we have Exactly. And I, I think that, that my, my inner chimp is quite strong, particularly when I go shopping and I'm, I'm hungry. Um, and I have <laughs> I have in the past taken a picture of my shopping trolley because it's to kind of try and shame myself. Um, and there was one time when literally I had a, a trolley full of chocolate and and pizza and i think there was some chris um some yeah chris and, and beer and stuff and it's the kind of time when when you you really that is your inner chimp completely taking over um when you're tired when you're hungry and and that's exactly the point when you're going to bump into a patient in the in the aisles of the shopping trolley and then you just kind of release the trolley and walk in the other oh that don't seem to have a trolley <laughs> Where did that with me come from? exactly because you can't blame the inner chimp at that point can you oh it's the chimp that got those um so that's something I learned that my inner chimp is very strong at times. Um, but I, when you were talking just now, when you first started, did you perceive this as being for healthcare, and then you evolved into something that that in, involved more people, or was it something that you wanted from the outset? Um, I think I wanted it to be for both from the outset because when I do my sort of resilience training courses, I train not just doctors and people in healthcare, but I also have been at other organizations such as law firms, um, publishing places, you know, all, all sorts of different places and people respond the same way to the message. So I envisaged it being, being for both, but I think for people in, in healthcare, it's very comforting to know that someone gets it someone's been in, in the same position someone knows what it's like to be running like an hour and a half behind on an afternoon surgery <laughs> with lots of really cross patients through yeah. through no fault of your own because you've had like a child protection issue or something that's come so i think for healthcare people knowing that it, knowing that the people really get it makes them then maybe accept what you're saying a little bit a little bit more yeah. but i've just been struck about the crossover between you know healthcare and these other sort of i guess knowledge-based industries where what have i what i've observed is that people get promoted because they're really good at the day job like they're really good at operating or they're really good at at law or accountancy but they've had no training in how to manage people mm. they've had no training in some of these concepts and so <clears throat> they're promoted to a place where they're in a position of authority, responsibility, leadership, and they feel completely out of their depth. Now, I'm a big believer in the fact it's not that they can't do it. It's just they need to learn some of the skills to do it. And there's some quite basic stuff that you can learn, such as the chimp stuff, mm -hmm. that will really, really make a difference and really, really help in jobs like that. 
Exactly. And and the people that when they contact you, do they kind of say to you that do they just say I'm having a problem with X, Y and Z? Or do they say I um, you know, work as a, a top executive and, and I'm stressed because of that? Or or is it so are you kind of giving generalized principles to to those kind of people or or is it much more specific to I mean I guess we've touched on it a little bit, but the kind of people that are listening to your podcasts, it sounds like it's a whole cross section. Yeah, I think people listen to it for all sorts of reasons. So I don't, I don't think people say, right, I'm going to listen to your podcast because I'm stressed. They'll look at it and go, actually, that's a useful episode. And, and people, a lot of the feedback I get is, oh, I was listening to Catherine Hickman's episode about um, habits, changing, tiny habits and changing. And I'm going to do that. Or people will say, oh, when we listen to Jane Dacre talking about, you know, the gender pay gap, what she said about, are you going to be a full-time Skyver or part-time martyr? that has stayed with me so it's just little bits and and, and it's really interesting because sometimes people say oh in that episode uh, that when you said that it really struck me and I can't even remember saying it or I can't remember a guest saying it. I can't even remember talking about it so people take very different things I think depending on what they're experiencing at the time in their in their work I mean I think there are there were a few episodes that sort of universally grab people um particularly um the episodes around conflict that Jane Gunn did um were really really well received and you know there are a few things I think universally we do badly and the first one is conflict and and managing conflict no matter how far up the pecking order we are no matter how many people we're in charge of nobody likes conflict and generally we don't we don't do it very well and so people were been really interested in, in, in listening to those ones and those in particular I think have been very very helpful and I think that probably goes hand in hand with you know when you're talking about people that um, end up um, sort of being promoted and finding themselves in a position of leadership um things like conflict are not taught at all and so those things are really important to, to have a resource to go to um, and it feels like that you've been really really helping with people like that but when you know when they feel completely out of their depth I think the thing with conflict is and I do sessions around conflict and they've changed since I've started sort of looking deeper into this there are all sorts of sort of frameworks around conflict that we talk about and that you can learn but at the bottom the bottom line is we don't like conflict because we don't want to upset people. And why don't we want to upset people? Back to the inner chimp. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it flares up, it puts us into our fight, flight or freeze zone. It puts backs us into the corner because when we lived in caves, we don't like upsetting people because we'll be chucked out of the group and that would mean we die. Mm. So I think once you understand that our fear of conflict is all about our chimp response and our amygdala hijacking us, then you're starting from a, a place of understanding and then you can say, OK, what frameworks can I choose to use that are going to stop me from being triggered, that's going to stop them from being triggered and that's going to help the whole thing? So, you know, I, I, I think all this stuff is, is so intricately linked and so, so important, really, that, you know, I think it's sort of just getting a bit of a, a broader understanding of all these different different strategies which is why I really like just having the variety of people on that I, I have and everyone looking at things from a, a slightly different perspective. So I've been talking about the different kinds of people that listen to the podcast but when people contact you what what kind of things do they say they're actually doing when they're listening to you? Um, well most people are commuting to work I think so people say oh, I listen to it on my car going to work or coming back from work and I've had some lovely feedback I can't wait for a Tuesday when it comes out because I know I've got the new episode um, and I think obviously during lockdown people 
maybe weren't commuting so much so on runs or walks or jogs or things like that I mean I love listening to podcasts mainly on my bike actually I'll plug in for an hour and go off making sure that I can obviously hear the traffic and all that <laughs> exactly but, um, I often listen when yeah. I'm when I'm running actually and particularly if I managed to, to run I've got a nice park near me so if, when I run around the park I don't get the traffic noise so I can hear hear properly as well so that's that's my preferred podcast time um so I have a killer question for you now <laughs> so um, tell me what is your favorite episode so far oh gosh there have been so many that I have absolutely loved I think you know one of my favorites was with James Aker who um, was an ex-president of the RCP and she talks about the gender pay gap just because I felt I was so ignorant about that and she's just so articulate and so so on it and so doesn't take any crap from anyone she's brilliant so that that was that was really helpful um so how did you get it to come was... on i get it you'll push for time and with over 200 episodes how do you know which is going to be the one that lifts you out of the saucepan and back to thriving at work never fear the you are not a frog podcast quiz is here find out if you're a super squirrel brilliant badger or mighty mole and I'll send you a personalised playlist with the top five episodes that will make the biggest difference to you. Discover your top of the hops, top five episodes, sorry, and leap into your happiest thriving self again. Just go to youarenotafrog.com slash quiz. Oh, how did I get it wrong? Because I was um, doing a talk at the uh, Physicians Mums Group uh, Facebook group um, conference, which was an amazing conference up in Birmingham. She was speaking there as well. So I'm quite an opportunist. I'll run up to people and go, hey, can you come on my podcast? And she was lovely and said, said that she would. So uh, that was that was brilliant. So I enjoyed I really enjoyed talking to her. Um, I think, again, the episodes with Jane Gunn were were really helpful to me and my listeners i was doing a lot of episodes with caroline walker who's the joyful doctor so we've been talking about how we support sort of frontline workers through the covid crisis and it's always a complete joy to chat with um caroline and the, those those episodes have been listened to an awful lot um and one of my you know john had a, a chat called john parkin who's written a book called bucket so that was um really good episode and it's worth listening to if you couldn't mind the language actually he talks about why using that language is can be quite cathartic there's actually a bit of evidence about it but for me it goes a lot deeper it's about sort of our attachment to outcomes and if you can just say effort and you know do your best and then not be too attached to the outcome that 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 was quite a game changer for me and he's just a lovely man um so those were those are some of my favorite ones. There's another one which I, I loved with um, Gita Traforo Seymour. And we were talking about treat others how they would like to be treated. We talked through the sort of social styles, four different colors type model about personalities. That was that was good fun. And gosh, there's been so many. I've done lots of Ask the Frogs with Jamie Wiley and some of my LNT presenters. I've done um, some with you as well, Nick, which have been really good. Um, so, yeah, clearly they were your favorite they weren't that's what you were wanting to say i mean don't they be embarrassed about favorite. saying <laughs> you know what but you are in the top you know you're you also got in the top 10 listen in fact the, the one that's been listened to the most is the one on covid fatigue uh -huh. um with caroline walker and then we've got something on conflict and um and then actually a, a one that was very popular was about how to act instead of stewing on your thoughts which is all about acceptance and commitment therapy mm -hmm. with shaney langdon so that was 
that was good as well. So we, it's been really nice to have a, a wide variety of guests. And I do try and make a mix between, you know, people who've maybe written books or real experts and things and actually people who are just just there working on the front line plugging plugging away at it like a bit like you and me nick <laughs> yeah exactly and it's funny i i remember particularly one of jamie wiley's ones when he was talking about his his very um interesting pop filter for his microphone i'll just touch my <laughs> microphone there, which, which was made out of a pair of his wife's tights which would work brilliantly um and i, I just remember him talking about squeaky bum time as well so that yeah that, that's a very Jamie phrase. Jamie uh, comes up with the most amazing ways of describing things, which he, yeah, doesn't always realise what he said. Uh, he's, he's come up with the phrase squeaky bum time. <laughs> so so what, from all of this, tying it all together, what have you learned, do you think, yourself from doing all of this? Oh, that's a really good question. Well, what have I, I've learned a lot about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that if you want to record a podcast, you have to kick your son off the Xbox because he takes up all the bandwidth interesting um i've learned to remember to record things and i've learned um quite a lot about tech and about the fact that if you haven't got good wi-fi if you haven't got good internet you're screwed um and i think about podcasting you just need to get stuff out there regularly and and people will like it um i have learned about myself a lot about you know there are so many amazing people out there and there's so much there's so much stuff out there I, i've learned that what you need to do is, is take the ideas that are going to work for you because not everything works works for you so you need to be very discerning about what you decide to try and and, and what you don't and not to beat yourself up if you're not doing everything that is suggested because you know well-being and resilience could be a completely full-time job but we've all got full-time jobs and other and other commitments as well um but i the biggest thing i've learned is that actually people are interested in this sort of stuff um sometimes in the world of training and well-being people can be a bit turned off when you start talking about well-being because it's seen as sort of a bit touchy-feely or you know okay oh, it's well-being again but actually if you talk about the right things people are really interested in it so it's finding a way of making stuff accessible and, and helpful to people um but yeah and i think you know, I, I'm just so grateful to all the guests that have been on and all the amazing people that have been that have been that have been talking to me. Really, <laughs> I think the main thing I've learned is how ignorant I, I am. Ignorant I am of of all these amazing things that are out there. I don't think you're ignorant at all, and it's I've always found it really easy to chat to you, um, and I think that's what's so so how you get the best out of people is that you make them relax and and you do get them to talk about stuff that maybe they would feel uncomfortable talking about but they talk to you about this stuff and then then they realize that it's all got on a, gone out on a podcast <laughs> but, but it I does say help to you, well, we can edit whatever you want and then they're really open and we get to the end and i go do you want to edit and they go maybe not i think the one thing that helps people talk is when you're vulnerable yourself and you share mm. your own um worries and your own um stuff and i know that throughout my career and wherever i've worked i've always tried to be really honest about what i struggle with and the fact i'm really really not perfect and i have had people come to me years later and sort of say oh you know what you really helped me because you just shared this story about when you'd screwed up here or when you'd mucked up there and and then i started thinking that actually maybe god had put me on this earth just to reassure people that everyone makes mistakes <laughs> just to tell them just to share my mistakes so people wouldn't feel alone and maybe that's what I'm doing with the podcast a little bit is sharing 
all those times where I've mucked up and the things I struggle with so that other people aren't going to feel alone or, or worried about admitting it themselves or, or getting help. Absolutely. And I, you know, I find that um, when I share stories, um, when I've been, I mean, I've been t um, teaching on sort of Redwell courses around the country at times. And, and I, as you know, and you're aware, I do well up quite easily. <laughs> um, and I remember being, uh, so this, if you imagine I taught in the same course a year apart, and one year we were talking about how um, if, if patients have had a knee replacement, and you suspect they have an infection, then you need to send them straight to hospital um, that day to be seen by the on call orthopedic team for them to decide that they need to be treated and and how that would look, what that would look like. Um, and I told the story about um, one of my favourite patients from many many years ago, um, who had seen um, a few colleagues and they given her some antibiotics and then I sent her in, um, and very sadly um, she never came home. And it I remember getting choked up when I was teaching that and it still gets me now. Um, and and that, when I shared that story and got all upset about it in front of the audience and you feel a bit embarrassed, but it, you kind of think, well, if it's going to help one patient, you know, one, one doctor to make that decision to send that, that patient in, then it's worth it. And then a year later, um, somebody came up to me um, and a complete stranger and he just said, I just wanted to give you some feedback. And I remember thinking, oh, what did I get wrong? Uh, and he said, I just want you to know that... Um, a few days after you told that story, I had a patient um, who had a knee replacement and had an infection. And in the past, I would have given them antibiotics and see how they got on. And I sent them in and the consultant phoned me back and said it was the worst case I'd ever seen of an infected knee joint. <gasps> and and by sending them in, it actually saved them. And wow. wow. And it just really took, and I had to, you know, go and have a few minutes and just think, oh my goodness, wow, that's just something, and it, you know, to try and get my emotions back under control um but it was just when you hear things like that it is amazing isn't it <laughs> that, that those I, things happen and i'm willing up now so. <laughs> are you are you willing up nick are you willing up in the How podcast with your interview <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair somebody send me some help <laughs> oh but you get the point that, that i'm trying to make brilliant uh, that is brilliant what's in the suit we've got 26 minutes <laughs> not fair <laughs> oh that's brilliant but what what an amazing story i mean that just makes it all worth it doesn't yeah. it all that preparation and the nerves about going on stage and the mm. you know when you're in a hotel late at night you just got there in the pouring rain <laughs> you, you know actually you hear a story like that it's worth it and you know i think some people have shared with me was it you someone one of my guests shared with me they listened to the episode and said you know that one of their partners had come up to them straight afterwards and said, uh, you know, it helped them realise that they needed to take some time off. They'd gone off sick straight away. Yeah. yeah. I mean that, yeah, um, I, I shared that with you when I think it was after the first episode and you said, wow, that's amazing feedback. Cause it was a, a friend of mine who'd, who'd um, been seriously ill and was needing to take some time off. And they listened to what we talked about, about doctors being mm -hmm. ill. And, and he um, messaged me back and just said, having listened to that, I now realise that I do need to have some proper time off. And he made sure he did. So that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if 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 each episode is just helping one person to to get the help they need and do what they need, then that's really important, because I think that as professionals, as doctors, as, as other professionals, we are so bad at realising what, what what we need. And I think, you know, I was there's an episode coming out with, with Caroline Walker really soon about, you know, COVID, COVID looking after ourselves for the long run. And we're talking about the fact that it's you know, if you were an athlete and you weren't looking after yourself, well, actually, 
they, they'd stop paying you because they said, well, we're paying you to look after yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're a professional footballer, we're paying you to do it. You owe it to, to the, the fans who are watching the game and to your team. I think it's exactly the same. You know, whatever profession, when we owe it to our patients, to our customers, to our teams, to be looking out after ourselves and keeping ourselves mentally fit. Because what, what is the tool that we know? A professional footballer uses their body. We use our brains. <laughs> and if our brains aren't, aren't mentally bits and working properly we're going to be making bad decisions and not and not making good choices and I think we just we just neglect that we think that we can work and work and work and and it's going to be fine mm. and we can go at 100 miles an hour and it's going to be fine but quite a lot of the time it's not fine yeah and I remember when I was first a, a partner back in wow blimey 2006 and I think it was my first week or first couple of weeks and, and I had used to have a day off on a on a Thursday and I remember you know, it's been quite a stressful time because it was a, a new new job and all that kind of stuff. And I remember that that Thursday that I had off, I it was important to do lots of self care. I think I went for a run, and I actually came home and I baked some bread. And you know, <laughs> what a dream of a day! Um, and I remember saying, um, going in the next day and speaking to one of the the new partners and just saying, um, you know, it feels like it's actually my responsibility to make sure that I have the best time and the and the you know the the most kind of self care time when I'm off, so that I'm at the top of my game when I come back to work and she said that's that's really that's really important and it's great that you've realized that because that's exactly what you need to do and you need to you need to be able to you know this is a marathon and and it's not about the the, the short the sprint at the end you've got to you've got to keep going and this is going on for years and years um so that's always been at the back of my mind and that's why I think I I sort of read lots of self-help books and try and do as best I can with self-care but equally you're absolutely right in what you say that that often it is a case of or oh, I'll think I'll be okay and you know things like sleep deprivation slip in and it's all those things that then add up and you get into that that vicious downward spiral and then they kind of all catch up on you mm, I I think the main problem is we think we're superhuman and we think somehow the rules of nature don't apply to us and they 100% do 100% um so What's and we we won't talk about specifics, uh, or we can if you want to. Um, what would make a bad guest? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, a bad a bad guest is someone who's not interesting, <laughs> who who is very who's very professional and doesn't really share anything of themselves. I think people like to hear stories. They like to hear a bit of, a bit about the person's life if people are just saying what they think they ought to say the stuff that's pc the stuff that um yeah I, I, th that that would make a bad guess someone who, who doesn't elaborate or who who assumes people already know the stuff because i think it's very easy to assume that people already have a bit of a background or a have read a lot about resilience well-being stress and just understand the basic principles but i always try not to assume that people have done that and i think sometimes if you have a um a specialist who assumes a, a, a certain amount of knowledge that can get a bit annoying okay and sometimes. so yeah you can answer this with a yes or no have you ever had a bad guest uh <laughs> I've had some guests that I, I haven't thought were great. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but actually, interestingly, there was someone, and I'm not going to say who it was, that I didn't think it was a very good episode. And actually, they've had a lot of listens. Okay. So I think actually sometimes it depends on the topic as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then to turn that on its head then, so initially, generically, what would be your ideal guest? Or who? My ideal guest would be someone who has experienced stuff themselves and can tell a story, I think, who has been working in the same way as everyone else been working and has made some changes and and got a good result so they've lived they've lived it they've lived the experience i think it that for me authenticity always trumps sort of expert knowledge it, it's it's quite nice to have someone who's done a lot of research and stuff but actually if they've also done it because they've lived it that that is just that is just fantastic so i think people get sick of that they want something that's real and they want something that they can um relate to and I think um, just to, to to go a little bit further with that, then, because you were saying earlier that you're an opportunist and that, you know, you would quite happily go up to somebody um, and ask them to come on. So if there were no barriers at all and you found yourself mm-hmm. stood in front of your ideal guest and you could ask them and they would come on, who would that be? Oh, now you're asking. I would love to have a chat called Rob Bell on my podcast, who's my absolute guru. He does an amazing podcast called The Robcast. He's a, a really deep spiritual person. And I just, he's my, that's my favorite podcast. So I'd love to have him on. Um, How are we going to make that happen? I'd love to have Matthew's side. How are we going to make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rob, please come on my podcast. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very you know i'm sure he's a very busy man he's an is in america i'm not sure i'm his demographic anyway uh yeah rob if you're listening <laughs> come on rob. On the podcast that'd be Make great i'd love to have matthew side on i think he's written some amazing stuff about about resilience um but you know what it doesn't have to be people that have written books or particularly famous you know some of my you know the guests who i think have been most helpful are been people that have tried stuff and are you know working in a day job and have got a few interesting interesting things to say i think that's that's just yeah okay people who i find interesting <laughs> brilliant so have you got anything that you want to share with us about about your future plans any little teasers at all oh i think i think we're just going to do more of the same what i would love to do is is hear more from the listeners because i think podcasting can be quite and you'll you'll find this out nick because you're just about to launch your podcast aren't you boggle boggle docs i am boggle docs is launching imminently in the next week or so so you can listen thanks for the plug yeah so you can listen to that watch the space we'll put the links in the show notes as well um so podcasting can be quite lonely because you are literally sitting in front of your computer recording and editing so you're not always getting well you're not getting audience reaction when you're not getting massive amounts of feedbacks apart from emails that come so you know i would love to have a little bit more feedback i'd love people to leave ratings and reviews because that that always helps sort of spread the word um and i'd love people to share it with their friends and colleagues as well so it gets a little bit of a a bigger reach um, what I'd love to do in the future, I'd love, I'd love to write a book. I'd love to write a You Are Not a Frog book. So, so any agents or publishers out there to get in contact, because there's so much wisdom that's been shared over the over the last year. Um, it'd be brilliant to just be able to collate that. Um, and I'd just love to be able to focus on what people really need. And we've tried to do that and be quite iterative over the coronavirus crisis. You know, had a load of podcasts recorded. For what and and they were all going to go out you know in march and april and i just couldn't because everything had suddenly changed so we suddenly pivoted and and most of those have, have um you know they they are they are coming out 
but um it's that's what's really nice about podcasts is being able to to change and to react what people need but we need to know what people need so um as well as me guessing it'd be really nice if people get in contact and say actually this is what i'd like to hear about and by the way i've got this person who'd be a really good guest or if you yourself have I'm talking to the listeners now have have uh, have experienced something or want to talk about something get get in contact i'd love to get more sort of listeners on um and interview more people like that so i think that's what's coming up more of the same and i think i'd also like to talk a little bit more about some of the shapes toolkit tools that i use in my sort of resilience productivity training that i do for doctors and other healthcare professionals and other people in high stress jobs because they these tools really really help me in terms of staying resilient and there's all sorts of things um in there that's quite quite rich and it can help you whether you're personally wanting to change what you're doing or whether you're leading a team so yeah so i, th I think there's a lot of people that listen to podcasts are also leading teams so I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more about leadership and management and how you how you support your teams for well-being because it's becoming really tricky particularly as we're all working in, in different ways so oh, I've got loads of ideas. The other thing I've, I'm thinking of doing is doing a um, mini um, course about time poverty, because for me, that's something that, that most of us suffer from. So I've got all these ideas. It's like, which ones, which ones are going to come through and which ones are going to work and which ones aren't? Exactly. It sounds like there's there's years of material in that. So um, so all that remains for me to say is, Rachel, thank, thank you for asking me to come and chat to you um, and for um, coming to interview you on your first anniversary of You Are Not A Frog. Um, and so yeah, congratulations. And I'll leave the final words to you. Oh, thank you, Nick. Well, I just well, firstly, thank you for all your support that um, you've, you've given the podcast. And we're definitely going to get you back with our self-help book group episodes. <laughs> but I did just want to thank everybody who's been listening. You know, obviously, you know, you hear people saying, oh, thank all my listeners and everybody because I couldn't have done it without you. But genuinely, there wouldn't be a podcast if there was no no listeners. And I really, really appreciate when, when people take time to listen and when they share it um, with their colleagues and their friends. So just a massive thank you from me. And I guess a, a brief request that as like a little anniversary gift to me, if people could uh, leave a review and a rating, that would really, really help the podcast get, get to other people and people would hear about it. So that would be brilliant. And maybe just put this, I like listening to this podcast because, and just give a, a couple of reasons. And then, then I'd, then I'd get the feedback. I'd love to hear, hear from people in terms of email. So Rachel at wildmonday.co.uk. And yeah, so, so just th thank you. Thank you everyone. And on onwards and upwards. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues. Please subscribe to my You Are Not A Frog email list and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, then please leave me a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. So keep well, everyone. You're doing a great job. You got this.